Hello everyone, welcome to the Hall Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the next series of podcasts are filmed live at our Union Hall during a Myra event, so uh, you'll hear some different background noise and stuff like that. Uh, our episode today, episode 10 with uh, Jim Luongo. Today on the podcast, we have Jim Longo, uh, Ideal Welders. What's, uh, what's your role at Ideal? Uh, well, Ryan, uh, I, I, started it, I started Ideal Welders uh, back about 1969, so I own it and, and manage it. Yeah, and how, how did it start? I've heard, I've heard the story myself. Oh, uh, it started as uh, I, I was a, a welder. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was actually a welder, and uh, father used to do little moonlight jobs in his garage. Yeah. And when I was 12 or 13, if I if I wanted to get to my baseball game or my hockey game, I had to get the chores done, which was basically welding. Yeah. In the back alley garage. So it started there. Uh, it went on to complete high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, went on to BCIT, and they had a course in there called chemical and metallurgical. Um, and I went through that, but soon discovered that there was there was better income mm-hmm. going back to to welding, and um, I had picked up uh, my. Back then, they used to call it a DPW number three and number two. While I was still in high school. Yep. by going to the Vancouver Vocational School at night while I was in high school. Yeah. So when I graduated from high school, I went on to BCIT, but I took with me a couple of welding tickets. Yeah. When I discovered I could make better income going back to welding, I went and started welding uh, on, uh, on a night shift. Well, I picked up another pressure ticket in the yep. daytime, and, and at 21, I think it was, I yep. started Ideal Welders with the truck just a welding rig yeah what, what was your first rig what was it like a like an old chevy c10 or it something it was a 1967 ford one ton nice with a beat up old uh bumblebee i can't remember the uh gas drive welding machine yeah and i just went out and knocked on doors and it was everything from uh, sawdust trucks the bulldozer blades to yeah. fixing broken railings it didn't matter what it was i just get on with it and eventually uh, drifted into um, uh, more piping, more commercial buildings, working for all of the different mechanicals around town. Yeah. I went from one truck to six or seven trucks. Yeah. Um, and then found out that uh, there's a there's quite a bit of pipe fab that could be done. Mm-hmm. And um, rented a place in uh, North Van beside a pipe supplier. Convenient. That, that gave me some work and mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, you know, we used to do the little bullets on the sprinkler systems and yep. things like that, all yep. work, all piecework. Uh, and as that grew, um, I said, I, I just used to drive me nuts writing the rent check. And I thought I could build this place in a weekend for what I pay. So I yep. bought an old house and I knocked it down and built Ideal's first shop yep. in Burnaby. That was about 1985. And... Um, Within three or four years, we outgrew that, so I had to buy the other old house next door, knocked it down, <laughs> yeah. and that was our laydown yard. Yeah. 
and then two years or so later we still outgrew it so uh, about 89 we moved out to Annis's yeah. and I purchased a an old uh, uh, flat deck truck manufacturing plant okay. so I bought it outright renovated it and brought with me six or eight guys I can't remember yeah. uh, turned into a couple of years it was up to 20 and we were doing a lot of pipe work. Mm -hmm. uh, we picked up our ASME license to build pressure vessels, yeah. a bunch more certifications, a CWB and all the rest of it. So over the years, we went from 20 to 30 to 40. Uh, we started to get into some more alloy work. Mm -hmm. So to keep alloy away from the carbon, we opened up a stainless shop around the block and I yeah. ended up buying that. So we had ideal one and an ideal two. Yeah. Uh, but 93 or 4 and uh, then we went back to the the first place we bought and we added on twice there yeah and the crew size went up to uh, 60 or 70 people at that time yeah and we were still busy um, up until about 2006 or 7 operating out of the two plants and the opportunity came up to buy the old Mac Blow Domtar Island paper mills. Mm -hmm. So we bought that at the bottom of the fiscal crunch, worldwide crunch, about yeah. 2009. And for the next 10 years, uh, turned the paper mill into a fab shop. So today we're running about, we're about 200 people. We have um, the first shop that we had which was uh, went from 20,000 feet to 60,000 feet mm -hmm. and the paper mill which is about 250,000 feet wow and uh, we have another 12 acre site right beside it for our mod yard mm -hmm. and uh, we're poised and ready for more work so Great. we keep growing you guys have access. And I keep getting older <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately that's the one thing we can't control unfortunately yeah the uh, now you have access right to the river, do you not? Like you mm -hmm. guys are barging out stuff. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we we were just yesterday a barge of uh, large bore um, heavy wall pipe left for up the barge up to Kitimat. Nice. And it was we we've been supplying them for about a, about a year on all the big inch yep. stainless. Um, some other work for for TMX where we built. 40, yep. mo 40 modules, they all left by barge. Nice. Um, and so we're starting to export throughout the Pacific right. Rim now. Perfect, good for you. For uh, for fabricated piping yep. and modules. What, uh, how does your labor force look? Are you guys looking for guys poised to grow? Always, always looking for guys. Yeah. Always looking for guys. I keep on telling them to quit retiring on me. <laughs> We've had, uh, just this is an example, I use this all the time, where uh, last year we had uh, four four guys, uh, three welders and a pipe fitter. Mm -hmm. They came out for uh, two of them came out for a couple of weeks' work and retired after 32 years. And the other two were the same sort of thing come out for about a month or whatever, and they retired at the same time. But they were 22 and 25 years. So wow. we tend to operate like a little family. You're not yeah. here. We somehow manage to have one wind down, the next one ramp up, and yeah. keep everybody, keep everybody well, it's, going. You never know when you pull a slip what it's going to lead into, right? Yeah, that's Some right. These guys pull a, ah, oh, it's a six-week, you know, well, 
yeah. good time and we'll drag up or whatever. The next right. thing you know, they're retiring. Yeah, they know. When I walk out with the duct tape, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But good, good bunch of guys. We have a great crew. A lot from, of fun. Lot from of fun everyone there. I talk to about the shop, everyone says like it's it's an incredible place to learn because you're you're there. It's it's you know mm-hmm. there's produ- there's always stuff to weld. There's mm-hmm. no sitting around. There's there's things on the go, and you guys are building and fabbing all kinds of incredible yeah, stuff that um, guys in the field don't usually get those opportunities. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We've got a complete. Uh, Quality control division now that monitors everything yeah. and all the the apprentices progress. Uh, make sure they're not just stuck on one item. They yeah. really have a good variation throughout their apprenticeship. And yeah, it's. Uh, well, I know for the apprentices, we like in the organizing department. I see a lot of the apprentice welders come through. Uh, you know, coming from the school, they're getting their C level, and um, there's not a lot of you know apprentice opportunities. Um, out in the field because you know they don't have their pressure tickets yet so mm-hmm. they're not going to be welding pipe but mm-hmm. um, ideal takes a lot of them where they're like hey we'll, we'll bring them into the shop we'll get them doing you know brackets guides whatever they're doing oh, yeah. but then they get to work alongside the guys that are doing the big inch you know oh, and, and, and they can see it being done yeah and it's, it's that exposure and that that training is, is secondary yeah and, it, and it's the technology is changing yeah. fast now there's a lot of our even some of our apprentices are running our robotics on, on, on yeah. big inch pipe, um, yeah. which you wouldn't get in the field. So, no, good experience. Yeah. So, uh, are you looking at all the property around you now, looking for the next piece to buy, or what's what's the future hold? Well, I think we've got to keep filling up what we have. It's, yeah. it's a big, big facility to fill. Yeah. So, and there seems to be quite a bit coming down the pipe. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, Kitimat uh, is still on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortis is still going yep. and, and coming up and the National Shipbuilding Program, we're building pieces for the ship and we're building piping for the ship, complete engine blocks and modules. Yep. Um, so there's still lots out there. Well, I, I imagine you're you're sitting in rooms with, you know, people talking about future projects, right? Because if, if there's future pipe mm-hmm. work and stuff like that, you know, there's, there's no other facilities around like yours to to produce some of that stuff, right? So you guys are probably in discussions with the future, right? What's going on? Yep. Yeah. There's there's quite a bit out there. It's sort of like nice working together to uh, strategize how we can how we can mm-hmm. build things and keep, you know keep the uh, client happy. Yeah. So, at what year did you join with 170? Well, this pin here says wherever it is. No, I can I can see it right there. Yeah. yeah. So that says 50. So. so and that's a couple of years old. So, yeah. Something about 52 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So uh, so you joined up, and then probably when you started your company, you were bringing in all union guys at that point? Yeah, it's always been, we've always been UA. Yeah. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, we always will be. Uh, the, the apprenticeship and the training uh, with the UA is, is second to none. Yeah. The, the basic uh, uh, training that that the, the UA school gives is just sort of opens the door to come into a place like yeah. ours. Well, it's a two-way street because, you know, we aim to set up our apprentices and our journey persons for the best possible results and to make them the best tradesmen they can be. Mm-hmm. But when they have the opportunity to go into a shop like yours where that training continues, mm-hmm. right? It's not just like, okay, here you are, here's your welder, get get buzzing. Um, you know, when you guys are, you guys are pushing the envelope on fab and mm-hmm. and, you know, all those kind of the prefab stuff you're doing you, you guys got a pretty big crane over there now 
too, don't you? Oh, yeah. He, he, you know, as far as you know, apprentices and training um, was you know a complete shipping and receiving department, for instance, which which is every forklift from five thousand pounds up to eighty thousand pounds. Yeah. Um, I think we've got about twenty nine overhead gantry cranes now, right up to a hundred ton. Yeah. Um, so, so, so moving the product in and out and about, mm-hmm. fitting big, um, big, big pipe or building yeah. big vessels or tanks, it's there. Yeah. Uh, the uh, you know the production welding is not just running a stick. It's yeah. it's pretty well every process there is, mm-hmm. and right up to date with the latest latest yeah. technologies. <clears throat> so, uh, good overall place to. Yeah, at the wide range. I'm I'm keeping tabs on the time here because I know you're on a time crunch. Um, is there anything you'd like to say before you? I'm, we're going to have you back again because because mm-hmm. we I'm there's so much we're missing here, right? I uh, your your story is, is you yeah. you should be you should have someone writing a book for you because it's a it's an incredible story from where you've where you started to where where your ideal is at current day. Well, well thanks, Ryan. I just all I can say is to the young the young people is be patient. Work hard, be honest. Mm-hmm. It'll all come around. Yeah, you can, It'll you all come say around. It better. Those are. It's, uh, it's pretty good advice. And respect your fellow workers all the time. Yeah, and that's that's a you know at the UA that's what we it's mm-hmm. one of our core beliefs for sure, right? Yeah. So if if wherever this podcast goes, if anybody ever uh, wants to have a thinking about a career, mm-hmm. I'm open. Yeah, look forward to helping young people get in, 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 in into their career. We we appreciate that. That's uh, I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll keep sending the sending the manpower and, and uh, the labor force your way, and uh, continue that uh, partnership with the UA. It's uh, been a pleasure to have you on today, and uh, thank you very much. Thanks, thanks for having us, Ryan.